It's so easy to listen from home. I just tell my smart speaker, Alexa, play the Shake Back Sports podcast. Here's hashtag brothers of baseball slash Shake Back Sports show from Apple Podcasts, continuing the latest episode. What's going on out there, everybody? Man, if you are like me, your head is still spinning. Your head is still spinning from what took place in a most unprecedented NFL season in a most unprecedented uh, divisional round of the playoffs. Man, I'm telling you, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, I guess. I mean, we could throw him in there. His team did win. But I'm Willie Epting Jr. This is the Ballers Report Podcast. We are on the Warzone Sports Network. Thank you guys out there for checking us out on YouTube Live as well as Twitter through the Shakeback Media Group's Twitter feed and YouTube channels for the Warzone Sports Network and the Shakeback Media Group. I have, uh, well, let me tell you this. Y- y'all know how I do it here at the Shakeback Media Group. The first person I'm bringing to the stage is she ain't no stranger. She is my sissy from another missy. She is my sister from another mister. She is out of Cleveland, Ohio, whose team did not make the playoffs this year after many people had said that they were going to go to the Super Bowl. Um, I'm going to go ahead and bring her in here in just a minute. And we also have a new family member that's joining us for the first time. You already know what I say. First time, you're a guest. Anytime after that, your family. That will be Kate M. Tailgate Kate. And she is a Green Bay Packer fan. So y'all know I'm about to have some fun on this show. So with all that being said, let's go ahead and do what we do, man. Y'all already know what it is. Let's get it. Right about now, you're about to be possessed of the sounds. You already know what it is when you hear that music. It's the Ballers Report Podcast, Warzone Sports Network. Coming to the stage, first and foremost, she is the lead host of Her and Huddle. As a matter of fact, she is the her behind her in the huddle. She is the first lady of sports of Northeast Ohio and all points east, northwest, and south of that. She is also a an esteemed member of Delta Sigma Theta uh, Sorority Incorporated. I am talking about none other than Rachel Hill. Rachel! Hi! Hey, Willie. How you doing? Good, good. How you feeling? I'm feeling all right. You feeling all right. So, uh, we're on the backside of that uh, that old nasty COVID, right? <laughs> yeah, we're on the backside of COVID. COVID ain't take me. Yeah. I've been fighting. Mm-hmm. All right, and as I mentioned, uh, first time as a guest, anytime after that, she is family, or they are family. So we got Kate M, Tailgate Kate. Again, as I said in the intro, she is a Green Bay Packer fan. Kate, welcome to the Shakeback Media Group family. How are you doing? I'm good, how are you? Everything is lovely. And before we actually get into the meat and potatoes of the show, I got two questions I wanna ask you, Kate. Okay. Number one. Are you or are you not the undisputed queen of Twitter for the Green Bay Packers? No, 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 no. I, uh, I don't know how to answer it. I say no. The masses say yes. Um, all of the women on Packers Twitter are queens. 
And mm-hmm. I'm going to leave it at that. Sounds good to me. Okay. And then, <laughs> and then the second question is, I actually had tweeted this a couple of weeks ago when I first saw this pop up on Twitter. But what in the world is Thirst Trap Thursday? Okay. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't even know you saw it. So that's great. Um, Thirst Trap Thursday was started because of a troll um, decided to say that uh, all of the Green Bay Packers ladies are ugly and that we only post uh, pictures for attention. So I got really sassy and decided to say that I'm going to get extra thirst trappy. Um, and I shared a picture of myself, just like a normal selfie, um, feeling really good about myself. And uh, it caught on. And so did the, the other ladies in Packers Twitter. And um, now it's a thing and we hype each other up. And uh, it's slowly turning into something that's really cool, actually. It's it's becoming something to empower women to speak up for themselves. Um, and not just women. I mean, people everywhere to speak up for themselves, stand up for themselves, and to feel comfortable standing up for others, too. There you have it. So the name in itself, yeah, it's not what – and I and I knew it really wasn't what it appeared or it could be. So that's right. why I had to really ask the question. And that's something in Rachel, Rachel's wheelhouse, too. She loves uplifting other people. Right, Rachel? Mm-hmm. I definitely do. Absolutely. Well – so. Go I ahead. can't believe that troll did that. So I'm so <laughs> glad that you guys, you know, took thing, took your own power back and didn't let a troll defeat you. Uh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Thank and, you. And that's taking a mess and turning it into a message. And uh, speaking of messages, we're going to get to the wild, 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 wild divisional round of the NFL playoffs from this past weekend in just a second. Breaking news on earlier on Tuesday that Sean Payton and the New Orleans Saints have decided to divorce. Uh, after 16 years of marriage, one Super Bowl appearance, one Super Bowl championship, uh, three hurricanes that have just attacked that area of the country. He is now hanging him up. He did not say he was retiring. He said he's stepping away from the game. So, uh, Kate, as a, as, a, as a fan of a team that's in the NFC and actually ha- has actually had to battle the Saints in the playoffs, your thoughts on Sean Payton hanging up the whistle at this point? You know, it's interesting because he's had some ups and downs and it's kind of gone back and forth. And he he got really creative with his quarterback uh, work so this last season. So it's, it's going to be interesting to see where they go. They don't really have a, a great stand-up quarterback um, and now they're coachless. So we'll see. I mean, he's been great. Nothing but respect for the guy. Uh, like you said, the hurricanes and all, all of the effort that he had to put in to get through um, and to be there for that city uh, in a way that a lot of coaches don't have to be. Um, we'll see. He's been tough, but he's also, you know, had some down years too. So it'll be interesting. Rachel, your your thoughts when you first saw or, or heard that Sean Payton had decided to hang him up, at least for the time being. First of all, you have to say, you have to go Hollywood and say, uh, a conscious uncoupling. What? Have you heard that term before? No, I haven't. What is that? Yeah, yes, Hollywood term. You got to watch Entertainment Tonight. A conscious uncoupling. So that means that they love each other, but they have to break up and move on. Um, you know, as Kate mentioned, they have a quarterback situation there that they have to figure out. So um, with that being said, he. You know, I, I don't know. This could be an Urban Meyer type situation where he retires and comes back 
But uh, I think for me, Sean Payton will forever be known for Bounty Gate. So I can't, I can't always shake that from my mind. So I think his future will be interesting. You know, whatever he decides to do, you know, maybe he could possibly go down to college. Who knows? No, I don't see that happening. If anything, he'll go to TV next or uh, he'll find his way back to somebody's sideline. But um, I'm in Dallas, so you guys already know what it is in Dallas. People are already begging for him to come to Dallas. Uh, he actually lives here in 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 northeast uh, or in North Texas. So, oh, he I, does. I, I, yeah, I've been telling people on Twitter all day he ain't coming here. He ain't coming here. He ain't coming here. And this is the reason why, Kate, that uh, I get into it with so many Dallas Cowboys fans being right in the backyard of Jerry World, aka the Chicken Fried Nation, aka the Blast Furnace, all of that is because I tell them how delusional they are and they don't want to hear it. So not even two weeks after the season is over, or what, 10 days after the season is over with, they're already screaming for another woman because they want to get the one, get rid of the one that they got. I don't understand it. The grass is not always green on the other side. Um, so Sean Payton rides off into the sunset. Uh, his, his marriage with the Saints and Drew Brees will be, Forever mem- remembered by the, uh, the the Super Bowl victory they got down, I believe it was in Tampa, um, when they picked off Peyton Manning and then Tracy Tracy Porter took it to the house. And uh, then, of course, with all of the work that they've done in that side or on that side of the world with the, after the hurricanes and all that. So uh, congratulations to him, man. I think he'll be a Hall of Famer, Destin Hall of Famer as well. So we'll see what his next adventure is going to be. All right. Let's move on to the divisional round of the playoffs because uh, I had never seen anything like that in my entire life in any sport. Um, so let's just round out the scores. Cincinnati, of course, beats the Titans 19-16 in Nashville. 49ers, they go up to Green Bay, Kate, and uh, <laughs> they put a, a hurting. The special teams and the defense put a hurting on the Packers as they won 13-10. The Rams... <laughs> Go down to Tampa and defeat the defending champions 30 to 27 after they tried to give it back to them. And then the game of the century, the instant classic. Kansas City Chiefs, I hate them, beat the Buffalo Bills 42 36 in overtime. Where do y'all want to start first? I'm going to give y'all the floor. Anything but the Packers game. Anything oh. but the Packers game. Okay, since so she said that, um, Rachel, you already know what it is. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I do the opposite. We're going right to the Packers in the 49ers game. Um, <laughs> Great. So, so, <laughs> so, so, hey, Kate, you family now. That's what happens, man. We crack on each other. Um, yeah, this is only the first segment, man. <laughs> okay, you know what? You're right. <laughs> uh, uh, until until the first show that she's been on is over with, I <laughs> guess she still will be company. So we can't do company like that. Okay, Kate, <laughs> since you said not the Packers and the 49ers, Rachel, let's go to Cincinnati and the Titans in Nashville. Um, the rookie kicker, McPherson, out of the University of Florida, told Joe Burrow on the sideline, you know we're going to the AFC Championship game, right? And then he promptly hits a 52-yard field goal to beat the number one seed in their backyard after watching Joe Burrow get sacked nine, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine times. Mm-hmm. How does this happen for an offensive line that we have all said was the weak part, the weakest part of this team? 
How is it that they've gotten this far against that defense, against that many sacks, and get this game in Nashville? How did that happen? Um, you know, strength and, and sheer will, you know, plays, timely plays, because, you know, one of the things that they were talking about, should they still have taken Panay Sewell? And, and they didn't. They chose to take Jamar Chase, and that's worked out for them. Um, Joe Burrow, you know, pretty much played lights out. And, you know, I, I look at this, too, as some of the mistakes that um, Tennessee made. Ryan Tannehill threw for three interceptions. Um, Derek um, Henry coming back might not have necessarily been a great thing because that team was cooking while he was, you know. So, I mean, not saying it's, it wasn't a great thing, but it changes your game plan. You hadn't had him. Now you got to get accustomed to having him in this one game, you know, so that was kind of a, you know, a, a tinkering, so to say, but, you know, I, I don't know if it was more or less what Cincinnati did as opposed to all the messing up that um, Tennessee did. So uh, a lot of turnovers. And if you, you know, win a turnover battle, you should win the game. So um, hats off to Cincinnati. I heard that as a Cleveland person, I cannot root for them anymore because Cincinnati hates us. But I said Ohio versus everybody. But, um, you know, a lot of timely plays were made for Cincinnati. So um, I don't I don't know who I'm going to root for now. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I ain't rooting for Kansas City, so I'm rooting for I hate them. Okay, Kate. Uh, so Ryan Tannehill, he was, uh, he was pretty bad. He was only 15 of 24 for 220 yards, one touchdown, three picks, a QBR of 10. <laughs> Ten, Kate. Yikes! <laughs> I'm sleeping. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so, Kate, do you think what Rachel said has some validity in the fact that the fact that King Henry came back may have actually maybe even given them a sense of relaxation that they had their guy back and they would be able to ride him like they had been really for the last three years? Yeah, I I've been saying for a while with the Packers. You know, we've had half the team out and everyone's like oh they'll be back for the playoffs and I said the same thing I said I don't know that that's good you know you, you get such a a sense of I don't know whatever you want to call it um power through you know they have to win games without someone that's putting up huge huge numbers every game um you get accustomed to that and you get a rhythm and then you throw this kink in the system and while it could be great um, beforehand, you know, if you don't have enough time to, to work it out and you don't have enough game time, that can really, really shoot you in the foot. And I, I agree. I think that's what happened. Like, you're so excited to have this guy that you get distracted from the actual game that you're playing. Um, and I would like to think that professional football players, you know, know better than that, but I think that is exactly what happened. Well, there's this thing out there that um, football players are people too. <laughs> so whenever it happens, it happens. All right, we got the Powers joining in the joining the fray. Marshawn Powers, fresh off his uh repaired vehicle, joins us. Marshawn, welcome to the fray. What's up, man? It's been a long time, man. You know, I had to bring the had to, I had to come back in, man, and you know, show some love, man. We appreciate it. You felt like you felt like I ain't I ain't love you no more, so I'm here. Yeah, you was about to get cut <laughs> off, man, from from the family. For real. <laughs> Uh, Marshawn, this is Kate. Kate, this is Marshawn. Uh, he also is a Clevelander and loves the Browns. Okay, uh, I don't hi. know if I love the Browns oh. anymore, but I'm a fan. Oh, okay. See, <laughs> yeah. he's he's boarding on a cow, being as nauseating as a Cowboy fan. Okay, Marshawn, we were just uh, 
talking about the Cleveland, I'm sorry, <laughs> the Cincinnati Tennessee contest in which Ryan Tannehill showed why he's really not that guy. Uh, we're going to move on to the next game. I'm going to let Kate choose this one too. Marshawn, you joined us a little bit late, but as you know, because you are in our family as well, the first time that a person is on the show, they are a guest. Anytime after that, they are a family. But I jumped the gun a little bit because we haven't completed the show yet, so Kate is still a guest, and I let her go first as to which game she wanted to pick that we talked about. She, <laughs> she said any game but the Packers and the 49ers. So me being who I am, you know, treating the family member just like that. I said, that's the game we're going to go to. <laughs> and then Rachel said, you can't do her like that. She's still, she's still, she's not family yet. The, the show's not over. So that's why I we ended the first segment. Yeah, yeah, well, this is the first show because there's no segments in this podcast. So it's the first, the first oh. time she's been on the Shakeback Media Group. So, uh, so with that being said, Kate, what game do you want to discuss next? We can go into it. Let's just get it over with. We'll go, we'll go into it. Let's do it. Follow the frog. Yeah, Follow let's do frog. it. Okay, so um, the 49ers, fresh off of their wild card round against the Dallas Cowboys right here in Jerry World, roll up to Green Bay on a short week uh, with an injury or with a uh, concussion sustained by Mr. Bosa. And a bad ankle strain by their linebacker. Was it Warlaw? No, it wasn't Warlaw. It was, um, I forget the kid's name. Um, anyway, so they rolled into Green Bay, snowy Green Bay, and get a 13-10 victory over the Packers, the number one seeded Packers, the Aaron Rodgers-led Packers, the the Packers that had Okay, one... okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> Calm okay. down. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Kate, what you got? T talk to us. <laughs> talk, talk to us from inside the uh, inside the walls of Jericho. I'm just so sad, but I think what happened is both teams showed up to play who they were playing. So we showed up to play some injured 49ers team and they showed up to play the number one seeded Green Bay Packers. So um, I knew going into it that if we were going to screw it up, it was going to be our special teams. Um and that's what happened. I mean, everyone played, you know, we had Rashawn Gary, probably one of the best games of his life, but it wasn't enough. Um, Aaron Rodgers, probably one of his worst games of his career. Um, it, it was rough. I was at the game. Um, so it was very slick and wet and uh, cold. And we thought that would help us. And I don't know that it did. And AJ Dillon getting hurt didn't help the situation. Um, he was obviously instrumental in the first quarter uh, and then he went out, uh, I guess he has a broken rib. Um, so he was out for the rest of the game. Um, so it's just, it's disappointing, but I think, I don't think the mindset was there. It's, you can't put the blame on one person as far as players go, but when I think they were confident and they assumed that they would, uh, do better than they did. And it was, it was really disappointing to see. Hmm. You know what? Not I didn't mean to give you a hard time because it's not that <laughs> you're good. You're good. It, it's not that I I dislike the 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 Packers. I do. Uh, okay, well go ahead, Rachel. Let her Rachel have it. Don't like Rachel. Don't like anybody. Yeah. Yeah. It's Rachel. It ain't it ain't Ohio versus everybody. It's Rachel versus Rachel everybody. Versus everybody. Mm -hmm. So 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 okay, Rachel. So your 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 true opinion of uh, how this game affects the legacy of Aaron Rodgers. 
Aaron Rodgers, sorry, Kate, is a very unlikable person, especially with everything that has happened with COVID. So um, I think a lot of people don't like him, so they kind of happy that Green Bay lost. Marshawn, dig in. Dig in to the game? Okay, so um, first things first, I got to congratulate two teams that's going to be that's going to be welcome to what I call the the pit of abyss, the New Orleans Saints and the Green Bay Packers. It's <laughs> over with for the Packers. I mean, at the end of the day, you had you had a team that when you think when you think the Packers are going to get it done, they don't get it done. I mean, we could go back and history says NFC Championship against the Atlanta Falcons in 2018. We thought Green Bay was going to win. What happened? They lost. Uh, <laughs> NFC Give me my money. In <laughs> NFC Championship a few years ago when the, uh, the 49ers had Jimmy G and they had a good defense. What happened? We thought Green Bay was going to win. They lost. This year, I knew Green Bay was going to lose. I I, 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 could, I got Facebook clips that I text one of my homeboys, Baloo, who's a diehard Packers fan. He's from Milwaukee. And I told him, I said, man, at the end of the day, I, I told you, like like I told you last year, Tom was going to walk in to, to, to Green Bay and take over to the take over the Frozen Tundra. And I just, I, I want to call him his, his nickname, but I'm not. Jimmy G. I was about to call him his nickname, but Jimmy G. No, we're not doing that here. Yeah, Jimmy G walked into the frozen tundra and took over. I mean, in my opinion, you had you walked into a game with a, a, a I mean, I don't think he was 100%. Start, starting running back, I don't think he was 100%. You, you really have no tight end. Pat, no tight end game after Robert Tunyon went down. Um, the line is kind of depleted. You know, I don't think outside of Devontae Adams, you had a, a consistent number two receiver, really a consistent three receiver. You know, so I it didn't it didn't really look good going up against the third ranked defense. Kind of felt like I, I kind of felt like we was gonna get a McVay versus Shanahan showdown to see who goes to the Super Bowl. And I mean, my predictions came true. So now I get to sit back. You know, sip on some San Pe- Pellegrino and hope that Aaron Rodgers comes to Cleveland. Oh my gosh! What? Oh, wait a minute. Oh, <clears throat> I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna do that right now. Okay, um, because we need to. We need to. <laughs> we need to talk about these last two games. Um, and, and let's kind of keep these last two games short. I know I, I wanted okay. to save Kansas City and, and Buffalo for last, but the Rams and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers down in Tampa, twenty-seven to three. <laughs> is what the Rams led by. And I could hear Tom Brady saying, hey, y'all, don't even trip. Let me tell y'all this story, man, one time about this game I played in against this team called the Atlanta Falcons. You know what? We were down 28-3 to in that game, and we wound up winning. I think he told them that story on the sideline. And it almost worked, but for the defense who let – I mean, just – I don't get that. I don't I don't understand why you do a zero blitz. And then when you do a zero blitz, the person that's supposed to be blitzing at the very end to make to, the one that's supposed to get to the quarterback is standing in the middle of the field. That was uh, Devon, uh, um, Devin, Devin, Devin White. Devin White. So now let me ask you all this about this game. Who does this game who this this game in terms of emotion? Do we think that Antonio Brown is more happy because the Bucks lost or Jared Goff is more mad because the Rams won? Marshawn, what say you? I, I'll make it quickly. I'm going to have to go with Antonio Brown 
being more upset that the Bucks won. Why Jerry Goff went to a Super Bowl? Unless Matthew Stafford goes and win a Super Bowl, I mean, he hasn't really done anything more than what Jerry Goff has already done. As far as AB, I mean, we could be honest. In my opinion, I thought Antonio Brown was, if not the best, tied for the best receiver on the Bucks roster the first five weeks of the, of the season before he got hurt. Losing Chris Godwin was already bad. Losing AB was lethal. Mm-hmm. You know, that you losing Mr. Big Chess. You losing one of the greatest receivers in from 2010 to probably now. You know, so losing him, I thought that that was a, I thought that that was the kill shot to the Bucks winning any type of Super Bowl. Rachel, who do you think has the bigger emotion? Antonio Brown being happy that the Bucks lost, or Jared Goff being mad because Matthew Stafford and the Rams won? Did you see that tweet that AB sent out? <laughs> I did. <laughs> Bucks, yeah. Bucks eliminated. <laughs> I, I see he feeling pretty fine, so I think he's happy. Uh, Jared Goff, I mean, Jared Goff really isn't any good, though. So, you know, I, I I don't think that he could have made those throws that Matthew Stafford made. Right, so. and, that, and that's the reason why Matthew Stafford is there. And speaking of just that, because uh, this is how Kate and I actually started um, communicating on Twitter because I saw her tweet about Matthew Stafford. So I wanted to give her the last word on this. Matthew Stafford, you said you had a lot of takes on this. I, I actually tweeted the, the the game after the game went off. I said Matthew Stafford is a great quarterback. He's shown he he's proven it. What say you, Kate? Well, first of all, thank you for saying that. Um, but I I think what everyone said is correct. But also, I think on the other side, Jared Goff has to know that Matthew Stafford is leagues above him. He has to know. So like for him to be upset that he didn't win that or he wasn't a part of that team to win that game is ridiculous like he knows that Matthew Stafford is so much better than him um I think Matthew Stafford finally proved that he is the quarterback that everyone thought for a second that he could be and then he kind of slipped back into it uh, into his weird scrambling ways but he's so good he's so good yeah and I'm so excited that he had a good game uh to progress them into the playoffs yeah and I'm happy for him he's a he's a local product right here out of Dallas uh, Highland Park High School uh, he actually was uh, high school football teammates with Clayton Kershaw. I don't know if y'all knew that or not, but um, I'm happy for him because uh, I got two cousins that live in Detroit, and they love the Lions as hard as it is. And I actually had them on the show when the trade happened, and they just talked about how much how much Matthew Stafford meant to the city of Detroit and how Jared Goff has some really, really big shoes to fill. But let me go back to the Green Bay game real quick, and Aaron Rodgers, just for a brief second. I'm going to give y'all some names, and I want y'all to think about this for a second. Aaron Rodgers, Rex Grossman, Brad Johnson, Trent Dilfer. What do they all have in common? I'll, I'll, I'll go. They all have one Super Bowl ring each. Now, if I were to put those four guys in a hat and say, uh, which one of these guys would you expect to have more than one? We all, I think, would pick Aaron Rodgers. Is that safe to say? Mm-hmm. So, so, so when we talk about legacies, he's in the same boat per se as Rex Grossman, Trent Dilfer, Brad Johnson, king of the check down, Brad Johnson. Trent Dilfer, who I think had a 58 quarterback rating in that Super Bowl, and then Rex Grossman, who couldn't throw it from here to this light, ring light that I'm looking at. So I just want to throw that in there real quick. Okay, 
Um, let's talk about the Kansas City Chiefs and the Buffalo Bills. Was this not the craziest game that you have ever seen in your life? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was this not the most heart gut wrenching contest of any athletic event that you've ever seen in your life? Yep. It, no. It wasn't. No, oh well, yeah, because um, you you have seen the fumble and the drive and all that other stuff. So yeah. Well, Game Seven was gut wrenching. Uh, the NBA Finals in 2016. Oh yeah, yeah. That, uh, it wasn't really governed. Well, yeah. you got you got to look. I'm gonna tell you like me and my wife say, when you're talking to certain people, you got to know who you're dealing with. Yeah. You well, I, let me ask you. I, well, I, I, I'll save that for a different time. Okay. Funny. So so, so I, I'm a, I, I look at it like this. I think Josh Allen, and y'all can agree or disagree, I think Josh Allen is better than Patrick Mahomes. Rachel? I'm thinking. Kate? Uh, at different things. I mean, Josh Allen is so talented. I I literally was screaming at the TV on that. I was one of the last drives uh, for Buffalo. Um, but he ran for like 15 or 20 yards. Like the athleticism on that man is insane. Um, I, different things. I don't know. I, I like Patrick Mahomes. I, I don't like the Chiefs. I don't want them to go back to the Super Bowl. But I do like Mahomes. Um, but I like Josh Allen too. I mean, and I like the Bills. They're just different. They're different quarterbacks to me, but both so talented. Mm-hmm. Marshawn. They almost almost like the same. Uh, I think arm talent wise, Patrick Mahomes is better. After- Pure athleticism, I'll say Josh Allen has the pure athleticism, but when we're speaking of arm talent, uh, Patrick Mahomes does things with the football that I don't think Josh Allen could ever do. The passes that he throws to Travis Kelsey and Tyreek, you know, I don't see them same throws being thrown to Gabriel Davis, Stefan. I don't see those same throws being thrown. So I, th- I, I see where you're going. They're not they're not too far off. I, I, I want to I wanted Josh Allen in Cleveland, but I mean, yeah, you can't always get what you want. But I think Josh Allen is definitely. I, I said coming in the draft, Josh Allen was Cam Newton athleticism wise with a great arm. He has this. He has athleticism as Cam. He's built just like Cam Newton, but just has an arm out of this world. And that's why I that that last statement that you made is the reason why I say that he's better than Mahomes. It's not because I hate the Chiefs, although we all know anybody that listens to this show and has been on this show know I hate the Chiefs, but it's not because of that. Josh Allen is 6'4 and 245, 250 with a cannon for an arm. He came into the league as raw as could be. There was questions about his accuracy. He seemed to have solved all that. In the last game against the Patriots, this dude had more touchdown passes than incompletions. And in the playoffs this year, he is the only quarterback to have nine interceptions and no picks and didn't go to the Super Bowl. And he can run like a running back. So for that reason, I give the slight edge to uh, Josh Allen. And then on top of that, if you put Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey with Josh Allen, with his ability to run the ball, I think his stats would be that much that much better than what they already are. That's just me. You probably splitting hairs. Come at me in Twitter on Twitter. I welcome all the smoke. I want all the smoke. All right, let's move on to um, 
the next part of the show, okay? Um, which one of these outcomes did, did that? Which one of these outcomes really truly surprised us the most? Marshawn, you go. Um, I, I'm gonna have to go with the most. I'm gonna have to say Kansas City and and Baltimore. Buffalo. I mean, Baltimore. Kansas City and Buffalo. I'm sorry, Kansas City and Buffalo. I mean. I, I didn't see this game being as close as it was. You know, I, I, I kind of saw either one way or another. Either Kansas City was going to attack Buffalo's defense without Tredavious White, or Buffalo was just going to exploit that weak pass defense, especially after Honey Badger went out. I didn't see it being a close game, so I'm going to have to go with that because everything else I kind of figured I got everything else right. I thought every other team that lost was going to lose. Yeah. Kate, which one of these outcomes surprised you the most? Um. I think the Rams for me, um, and not just because it was the Bucks, but because my boy really he he's not great in big games, and he's this is his second playoff game um, that he not a second game his only time he's gotten to a second playoff game. So um, I just feel like he wasn't maybe prepared, but he was. Uh-huh. So pleasant surprise. Yeah, Rachel, how about you? Yeah. I'm I'm gonna go with the Rams and the um, Tampa Bay Buccaneers because I just thought that you know um, even though we we talked Matthew Stafford the past few weeks I just thought that Tom Brady was gonna go in there and run rough shop against the Rams and turned out it didn't happen like that and three uh, and we almost went four for four on the way teams going into you know the going they're being you know winning you know versus the home team so that would have been an amazing feat as well except for that last game but i, I didn't get a chance to come back and on the the mahomes and um allen question and I almost feel like they're the same quarterback almost you know the way they command a huddle the way they throw the ball and i feel like that and they both run so it's like they're almost the same prototype a little bit to me so uh-huh. but uh yeah tampa bay and um la surprised me the most and you know tom brady was out of it yeah and i wish we had more time because we could talk about aaron Rodgers and tom brady about what we think they're gonna do or what they should do that could be a whole show in itself and Maybe we'll get to that on the Shakeback Sports Show uh, that's going to be airing over the weekend on the BGC Sports Network. Um, and if you guys want to come in on that, I know Rachel and, and Marshawn, you guys are always willing to do that. Kate, if you if you want to come in on that, I can send you the information on that as well. But let me just say this, and, and I'm, I got to dig at the Cowboys, real, Cowboys fans real quick um, because I'm petty and I can't stand them because they make me sick. And when they lose, the entire city is quiet. And traffic seems to slow down and all, I mean, speed up and all that other stuff. Um, Matthew Stafford has more playoff wins in one playoff season than Tony Romo did and Dak Prescott. Take that on for size. Or like David Fisdale once said, take that for data. All right. Um, true statement or false or true or false real quick. Tom Brady has played his last game as a Buccaneer. Rachel? Paul. Kate? True. Marshawn? You're talking about the greatest player of all time, Foss. Aaron Rodgers has played his last game as a Packer. Kate? Foss. Mmm. She's in she's on the inside. She might know something. Marshawn? <laughs> False. 
Rachel? Paul. Bigger, the bigger legacy moment, defining moment, Matthew Stafford or Aaron Rodgers? Go, Marshawn. Matthew Stafford. Rachel. Um, Aaron, um, Aaron Rodgers. In, in reverse. Yeah. Okay, Kate, I mean, this is, this is your question because you love both of these guys, I know. <laughs> I do, I do. I still go with Matthew Stafford. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Um, he's a great quarterback, period, point blank. I've always been a fan of his, but he is a great quarterback. All right, uh, let's look ahead real quick. San Francisco wins against the Rams in L.A. or Inglewood. Uh, part three, the Rams have lost both games to the 49ers. The first game in San Francisco, they got it handed to them. And then in the second game, they got the San Francisco 49ers into the playoffs. They came back from down 17-zip. So, Marshawn, San Francisco wins if. The defense steps up and forces Matt Stafford to turn the ball over more than two times. Uh, Kate, the Rams win if. Uh, if Stafford can do the things he needs to do, if he doesn't make those mistakes on the last drive of the game. Rachel? San Francisco wins if Jimmy Garoppolo has a great game. Mm. Uh, okay, we're gonna do the predictions here. That's gonna be the last thing that we do. All right, Bengals and Chiefs, part do, dust, do, ducks, part two, dog on it. Um, <laughs> as we know, the Bengals beat the Kansas City Chiefs. I think it was in week fourteen or fifteen, in that crazy finish where. Uh, the Bengals kept going for it on fourth down, and that game actually won them the AFC North. Rachel, the biggest factor for Cincinnati, X factor for, for Cincinnati to get this game in Kansas City. That's going to be Joe Burrow. Kate? Yeah, I mean, Joe Burrow and, and getting the ball to the chase and, and doing what they seem to be doing pretty well. Marshawn? Uh, I mean, I'm going to have to go you know, complete it out and say Joe Burrow, but Instead of completing the chase, you know, I've always said the winning formula for Joe Burrow is to feed all receivers. You got three good receivers plus your tight end. So if he spaces it out, feeds everybody, I think it'll be an easy win for Cincinnati. Biggest X factor for me is the Cincinnati, Cincinnati offensive line. They ain't mm -hmm. giving up nine sacks to Kansas City and going to have a chance. They are the biggest X factor. Biggest X factor for Kansas City, Marshawn. Uh, Clyde Alaire Edwards. Edwards Alaire. Edwards Alaire. I always <laughs> mess it around. Ceh. Yeah. Uh, he's the, he's the biggest factor because simply, you know, Cincinnati cannot stop the run. You lose two D tackles in one game. I'm surprised King Henry ain't get more on the ground. But if you feed him and Daryl Williams, I think that'll I, I think that'll be a, a, a plus for Kansas City. Kate, biggest X factor. Oh man, I, yeah, I, I think uh, their defense stepping it up and um, causing turnovers. Uh, you know, Burrow was sacked uh, a lot the last game, but there was no turnovers. So sacks, you know, they could lose you some yards, but they don't give the ball away. So if they can force some uh, turnovers, they might be in good shape. Biggest X factor for me is Patrick Mahomes continuing to take small size bites and when the big play opens up he hits them they've been doing it really since week seven i want to say 
that's been the formula for their success really since then. They had only lost that one game um, to Cincinnati during that stretch. That is what they need to do. All right, so who is going to the Super Bowl? Marshawn, go. Let me, let me do my X Oh, my bad, Rachel, my bad. <laughs> X Factor for Cincinnati, Rachel, my bad. Travis Kelsey, that is uh, Patrick Mahomes' favorite receiver. So, um, like you said, they did a lot of dinking and dunking against um, against Buffalo in that defense, but – you know, somehow he always manages to find him and connect with him. So looking for uh, Travis Kelsey to have a big game. And one thing about that uh, L.A. San Francisco matchup is it's hard to beat a team three times. So it'll we'll see what happens with that game. That'll be interesting. OK, so with that being said, then you need to tell us who's going to the Super Bowl then. Uh, Cincinnati Bengals is going to go to the Super Bowl. And the, the L.A. Rams is going to go to the Super Bowl. So it's going to be the Rams versus the Bengals. I want it to be Rams Bengals, but I think it's going to be um it's going to be Kansas City Rams. Okay, Marshawn. A few a few months ago I told y'all when the Kansas City Rams got Josh Gordon that they were never that they were going to the Super Bowl. I stand on that. Kansas City is gonna beat Cincinnati easily in this game due to the revenge that Cincinnati won in the regular season. So I think Cincinnati, I mean, I think Kansas City will win 36-21. So you said, so you said Josh Gordon? When they got Josh Gordon, I said they were going to win the Super Bowl. I said that. That dude is on the, I remember that. That dude just got released. He's on the practice squad. At the end of the day, oh, still get a ring. Okay, so. Jewelry still comes. Okay, so who's going practice. to. Practice. Who's going Go super, who's going to the Super Bowl from the NFC? I almost muted your microphone. In the NFC? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it's gonna be that I mean it's gonna be the the team that wins it all. Well well, we're gonna say that. But no, the, yeah. The team uh, the team that is going to Super Bowl is the is the home field team. I think it's gonna be the LA Rams. All right. I, I have the Rams and uh we're very, very reluctantly the Kansas City Chiefs because y'all know why. Um it's going to be a rematch of that, that offensive showcase that was uh, at the Coliseum a few years ago, but Jared Goff was the quarterback at that time. Now it's Matthew Stafford. Uh, all right, shameless plug time. Kate, how can everybody find you, see you, listen to you, hear you, kick it with you, skate with you, all that? Uh, my personal page uh, on Twitter is cogirlwiworld, uh, and then I also have a, a – podcast page which is tailkate so t-a-i-l-k-a-t-e that's pretty cool tailkate tailkate tailgating with tailkate marshawn go uh you, you can always catch me on instagram at sirshawn90 on twitter at sirshawn90 my twitter been boring lately i want to argue with y'all like let's argue <laughs> about katie and Kyrie. if you want to talk to me let's argue about how katie and Kyrie gonna win the championship this year you ain't got to like me to follow me, but you're going to love me after. I love you. Okay. Uh, Rachel. Wait a minute. Marshawn, that ain't all where you can be heard. And oh, and I always can be heard on Her in the Huddle as well as on the Shake Back Sports Group. You can hear me everywhere. They know where to find me. There you go. They know where to find me. <laughs> he sound like Kevin Durant. I'm Kevin Durant. Y'all know who I am. Yeah, go ahead, Rachel. With a burner account. Yeah. Uh, you can listen, listen to me on WOVU and 95.9 FM Monday through 
Wednesday from 6 p.m. to 9, excuse me, 6 p.m. to 7 p.m., not 9 p.m. <laughs> and on a month, on Tuesdays and Wednesdays, uh, Marshawn and Willie are my co-hosts. So, and then Twitter, 1ST Lady of Sports, same with Instagram and on Facebook, Rachel L. Hill. That's where you can find me. All right, and uh, y'all know who I am. I am that guy that surrounds himself with people who are way smarter than he is. That's me, Willie Epstein Jr. Um, you know what? We out of here. So, for Kate M, for Marshawn Powers, for Rachel Ill, Rachel L Hill, Willie Epstein Jr. saying y'all stay safe, y'all hug each other, y'all love each other, and we will holler at y'all again real soon. Peace. We out of here. <laughs>